And welcome to another episode of Monster Hunters, the only show that dares to shun millions of hours of original programming on various streaming networks to do a deep dive on a 60-year-old sitcom about a Frankenstein monster and his grotesque family. I am Derek, and I'm a monster hunter, and next to me is Keith. Keith, how's it going? Hello, hello, everybody. I'm Keith, and I am also a monster hunter. And across the table from Keith and Kitty Corner to myself is Terry. Terry, what's up? Howdy. Uh, it's me, Terry, a monster hunter. Yep. <laughs> um, and I have grim news, actually. Oh, no. Uh, oh, no. Whenever I type IMDb now into my like web browser, it automatically takes me to the monster's homepage. <laughs> <laughs> that, oh, that is very grim news. Keith, what what do you nice. get when you start typing into Google? What do you automatically get? Uh, for IMDb, I anything. get either uh, oh anything. Yeah. Uh, when oh, you let's find out if you type the letter A, what comes up? Anchor. No. Hmm. Okay. Uh, if you want to go past that, I also get the United States Network Television schedule for Saturday mornings. United States Network Television. What's that? USN. No, like all the different the networks back in the day, all their Saturday morning oh, cartoons. Oh, I thought there was some mm. weird station near you. No, it's a it's a, a, a wiki fandom page. Oh, the United States Network Television schedule. So it's not like Saturday Channel ninety eight in uh, in Atlanta is the United States Network. No, no. Uh, if I type in B, I get B Funky, <laughs> which is an online photo imaging thing. And right under that is Bagatelle. I don't even know what that it's is. It's a word I had to look up the other day. Oh, is it? Is it? Do I didn't know what it was either. Bagatelle? No, actually, it doesn't. Um, I mean, it's got a whole bunch of different uh, meanings. I had to figure out which one it was. It was I had to look it up for something, but it means oh. a trifle, insubstantial thing. So we really don't have to talk about it. So the show is a Bagatelle, mm-hmm. and in this Bagatelle, <laughs> potentially, yes. We're, we're, during the course of this bagatelle, we will be going into uh, season one, episode six of the Munsters, Low Cal Munster. But before we do that, let's crack the spine on the Munster Hunter's Almanac. Yeah, so we have been going over each of the characters, giving a little bit of background on, on each and every one of them. Uh, really? And we're up to Maryland. Hmm. Maryland, not Maryland. <laughs> the state of Maryland uh, <laughs> and the character yeah. as Maryland. No, yeah, uh, but I'm. We're gonna come back to her on a different one. I wanted to follow up on our last episode where, uh, where Grandpa had Igor like holding his cigar, and it was like, why is that cigar there? Why does he have to be doing that? Mm-hmm. Uh, and in this uh, book that I picked up recently, uh, the the Almanac, uh, it said that a lot of times in the past, the time on set, Fred Gwynn and Al Lewis smoked a lot. 
Um, mm, to pass the time, Greg Wynn smokes. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, because uh, when they took a break, they could not lie down because of their makeup. Oh, sure. Uh, so they just smoked and smoked and smoked because uh, they're doing so much each scene. They couldn't get involved with anything else on the set except memorizing lines while waiting to be called. So they just lit up after lunch. Apparently, they would smoke some more. Um, uh, the set, they said, was often in, enveloped in a cloud of smoke. They were fun, but it was hard to take uh, being around both of them smoking, said uh, uh, Yvonne DiCarlo, who plays Lily, because uh, they were in a, in a very confined area. Mm-hmm. Al Lewis conveniently added the cigar to his character of Grandpa, and thus he was able to smoke not only off the stage, but also you know during his scenes as well. Mm. <laughs> and um, yeah, that's the kind of the main thing that they had going on there. But that is, now, this is a little bit of a, a follow up. Oh, yeah, you, you could do this stuff all the time. But I think there were commercials for smoking. Did either of them do like a commercial for cigarettes or something like that? Oh, that's... Uh, I don't see any note on that here, but I'm I did I did find it interesting. I like the smooth pull of a small <laughs> cigarette. Yeah. Um, but I did find it interesting that like he he liked to smoke the cigar so much that he's like, yeah, the, my character is even going to have it. Obviously. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And just constantly having it around, stuff like that. So it just wasn't even a prop. But also, I just like they're all like trying to do a scene, and those two just come in like just, you know, puff, puff, puff all, and they're like, "All right, let's." Uh, it's we're just in this one small room here, and like they're waiting to start, so they just have a massive cloud of smoke going around. Probably added for nice ambiance. Mm, I'm guessing a lot true. of smoke whenever uh, Grandpa opens up that that door, the trap door, and it all billows out. <laughs> it's probably natural. Yeah. yeah There's lots been- of things that seem to malfunction and catch fire in this show and billow out smoke. I wonder if that is cigarette smoke. I Or uh, maybe actually something catching fire because one of the two of them was like, oh, I got to be on scene and like just flick the, <laughs> you know, Fred Wayne flicks a cigarette off to the side and like, mm-hmm. we don't see it off camera, but somebody's constantly putting out fires. Could be. Those cobwebs probably catch on fire very quickly. Oh, I'm sure they do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a fire hazard. That whole place is a fire hazard. Mm-hmm. I bet. Yeah. No, I bet you those cobwebs are made of asbestos and they don't burn. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when they weren't smoking, they got asbestos. Issues going on. Yeah. That's the monster guarantee. But that is the uh, Monster Hunter Almanac notes of the week. Oh, it's now there's more to this title. The Munster Hunter <laughs> oh, Almanac. I'm sorry. I, notes just, of the week. No, I think hold on. I called it fact of the week last time, but I oh, Munster Hunter Almanac notes. Yeah, of the week. it's something right, I pulled out of the of our official Munster Hunter Almanac. So there you go. And we actually have a book now. I, I've been writing everything down. Yes. Oh, so OK. I'm, I'm adding to it. I may be the author of the Almanac, too. I don't know. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> like from the past. Well, I don't know. Time Whoa. travel is real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. I That's why it. we know this. Believe it. Yep. Oh, man, Keith. So much smoke. It reminds me of the St. Louis airport. There is <laughs> there is, there is, a cubed room in there that's plexiglass, so you can look into it like an aquarium. Mm-hmm. And it is the smoking room. I don't know if it still exists, but it definitely was there at least 10 years I, ago. I do believe they still have at least one of those in every airport no they they've, really they've, like no they've got to like, st louis the little clo- the little closed in thing they've got to have it because it's still somebody's so. always going to want to smoke because they're going yeah but the, there's lots of crazy 
well, not I wouldn't call them crazy, but uh, there's lots of rules, right? <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, but Missouri is one of them states that says nah, yeah, and uh, <laughs> they have a uh, they used to, and well, I used to be a smoker, man, and I'd go in that room and it was abysmal, it was depression and <laughs> and just smoke. Oh God! Oh yeah, I bet it just hit you like a wave as soon as you open that door. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, when you're a smoker, like you're like immune to the smells of smoke. Oh. But as a non-smoker, man, it's just gross as hell. <laughs> it's all very yellow, and the only way to get that yellow off is salt water. And the closest way to get salt water is to put in your skooma gear. But yep. still, <laughs> see, Keith, I've been working on my man. On, on I my was about to say segues. Scuba gear, self-contained. That's me. Stand, standing, standing ovation for you, buddy. Munster apparatus. We're going to dive off the boat, and Terry is going to guide us to the depths of hell. It is getting a little toastier the further we go. It does start <laughs> to feel the pressure. <laughs> the heat is on. It's the um, Mariana Trench of uh, <laughs> Munster deep dives. The Mary Munster Trench. Mm, the Mary Munster mm. Trench. Yeah, something. There's something there. I don't think I quite hit it, but that's okay, because we're still diving. We'll find it eventually. Um, so, yeah, Locale Munster was directed by Norman Abbott. We have talked about this man a couple times already, actually. Um, he's directed 12 episodes of the Munsters. Um, so I've already spoken, and I think we've already seen a two of them. So uh, I did find one fun fact about him, though. He started out in show business as a radio announcer. Um, hmm. And he was also a stage manager for I Love Lucy early in his career. So Love I Love Lucy. Who doesn't? Keith. Mm. Not, I, I don't. Oof. Well, um, maybe you'll love Norm Leibman and Ed Haas, the writers of this episode. We've also talked Eisman, about... I love Lucy. I have nothing against Norman Abbott. He's a perfectly fine fellow. Mm. Um, but yeah, Norm Leibman and Ed Haas, they both uh, wrote this. We've talked about these guys a lot as well. Um, you know, they've been credited on every episode with the developed by credit. Um you know, there's not a lot actually on IMDb about them, but I did find some stuff about Norm on the online archives of California. Um, <laughs> and apparently uh, he was a musician before he was to be a writer. He, uh, he played saxophone, which is the correct choice when you're picking an instrument. He played saxophone and he played in like clubs and a lot of like various ensembles in Miami. So... He did that for a while, but eventually he moved to New York, and that's when he kind of transitioned to becoming a writer. And that's where he met Ed Haas, who was a cartoonist. And they became friends and writing partners. So it's a, it's a bromance made in heaven. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One saxophonist, one cartoonist. Mm, that's quite the duo. A classic tale. Um, the guest stars for this were Paul Lind. He's back as Dr. Mm-hmm. Dudley. Uh, I know we're all very excited to see him return. Uh, Michael Jackson as the TV announcer. Uh, All right, I would like to the... comment on, on, on no. Uh, I would like to comment on this guy, though, because I was looking at his IMDb. There's not, not a ton to it. Um, the Monsters, it says here's his first thing that he did, TV announcer. Um, a couple years later, he shows up on a show called Way Way Out as Roger Carlisle, BBC TV announcer. He's an MC on another show. Then he's a newscaster again. T- 
TV interviewer on a show called Switch. Then on a Hardy Boys episode, he is a newscaster. <laughs> Police story, he's a news commentator slash TV host. Mm-hmm. In the movie The Serpent and the Rainbow, which I happen to like a lot, he's a newscaster. Later on, he plays a talk show host, a BBC anchor. Breaks it up with Shanty Man, and then eventually becomes a zoologist in the movie called The Naked Ape, uh, which seems to be quite the uh, the break from, from that. He actually... Uh, is the voice of Alfred Pennyworth on the Dark Knight Returns Part One and Part Two uh, animated? Oh, and he just died this year, January fifteenth, twenty twenty-two, at age eighty-seven. Rest in power. He's apparently yeah. He was known to be a broadcaster. He played a lot of broadcasters, but for whatever reason, yeah. he found some stuff later. Which good for oh. him. Yeah. Uh, we also got a uh, Dick Linslow as Seymour Faber. I think is how you say that. Farber, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Ez- Esley Baker as Grandma Fubber. Um, so, yeah, Dick Winslow, he uh, had an acting career from 1924 to 1988. He had 189 acting credits on IMDb. He started out as a child actor, um, and he had like a ton of uncredited roles, uh, just a lot of one-off small parts. And he kind of did the same for TV as well. Uh, there's not really a lot about him either, but uh, he's actually a, a musician as well, um, according to an article I found in the L.A. Times about him um, <laughs> when he passed away. Uh, apparently, he uh, he wrote the California Angels fight song. Um, oh, and he, do we know how that goes? I don't. I didn't. Fight, not. fight, you angels, fight, fight to victory. Like, I, Do baseball teams have fight songs? Mm. I guess so. I mean, apparently so. Yeah, maybe back in the day. And then the, the angels have the rally monkey, which is a video of a monkey. I don't know. Mm. Did he write that? Maybe he did. <laughs> he did. He wrote the script to rally <laughs> monkey, which is a monkey jumping up and down in one place. Um, and he also played piano, and he did that a lot between these like chartered flights between Burbank and Las Vegas. So, like he was playing on planes, which is on planes. Weird. Yeah. Wow. And he also did some one man band performing. Uh, Walt Disney and at some private parties, and he did it for like TV commercials as well. That's the only kind of band that I recognize. Mm-hmm. The one, one man, man bands. It's the best way to do it, honestly. Mm-hmm. If you want something done right, do, do it one yourself. Damn right. Esley Baker, uh, she had an acting career that went from 1960 to 1970, and she did a lot of small parts for television and film, um, but they're mostly like really small, like just being credited as like old woman, old lady, neighbor, you know, that kind of thing. Um, she was born in 1883. Yeah. Holy crap. She's old. Um, and <laughs> she she, uh, she, she was actually a, a singer as well, because I, I kind of tried to Google her, uh, and it took a little bit, but I found some old recordings on recorded sound archives with her. Um, and it didn't have any dates on when these were recorded, but they sound really old. They got that like gritty, grainy, like uh, scratchy sound of her vinyl record. Um, and it's kind of like that classic... I don't know how you describe it, like uh, a singer, and then they've got like a symphony behind them playing. Uh, it's not really jazz, but I don't know what that genre is. But yeah, she did a lot of that. Um, and she had like 38 albums or records. So at least she like sang on. So that's pretty cool. You can find her voice recorded in the Recorded Sound Archive. And it will exist for forever. Mm-hmm. In 1916, yeah. she uh, plays in three episodes of the Beatrice Fairfax of show called Beatrice Fairfax. She's three different people. I'm Very assuming that's style. a radio play. Oh yeah, she did do some radio as well because yeah. there was mm-hmm. no TV in 19- 1913. <laughs> 
was the skooma. I assume, right, Terry? Were you done? Yep. That's all. Oh yeah. man, I knew it. I felt I, I felt the energy shift and mm-hmm. I took hold of it. We gotta go uh, went deep. We air. went deep finding yeah. LA Times well, articles and everything. I've got the Munster bins on the way back. No. <laughs> Uh-oh. We were so you're, deep. You're supposed to wait for a little bit. Yeah, I know. I got to do it like intervals. <laughs> uh, that's okay. It's just blood. It's just blood in my er, air in my blood. No big deal. It's uh, <laughs> supposed to be there sometimes. Yeah. Right? Hey, uh, oxygenated blood, right? That's what, mm-hmm. that's what we're all here for. Anyway, Locale Munster, 1964, episode six. I am not going to read the whole IMDb breakdown because it's a little much, but just know that Herman goes on a diet. That's all you need. That, that's what we would have been in TV Guide. Herman I'm, goes on a diet. And I'm pretty sure you wouldn't even need to write that in. It's called Low Munster. I think it pretty much says it's just straightforward right there. Yeah. Well, I kind of almost thought it might have been like some weird pun about local. Yeah. Mm. Like a wordplay. But mm-hmm. nope, it's straight up low calorie Munster. And this one actually gets a 7.8 out of 10 on IMDb, which is pretty good. That's not right. bad at all. Yeah, that's no. higher up it, there than I do. I think it's one of the higher rated ones that we've watched so far. Mm, fan favorite, perhaps. Fan favorite. Yeah, it gets a gold star. I think they'll get mm-hmm. a gold star next to him. And she's more of a yellow star. <laughs> but anyway, this episode starts like several others with Herman grunting. <laughs> He's grunting <laughs> and moaning. But this time he is strapped to a slab or a table. Uh, which appears to be in Grandpa's uh, basement laboratory. Mm-hmm. And something has upset the monster so much, the monster so much, that he breaks through the the belts that are strapping to this table. And then he runs upstairs. And then he breaks through the front door. And there happens to be this dude walking by, who I mm-hmm. assumed was a date for Mar- Marilyn's new beau, because he's walking by with flowers in his hand. Oh, yeah. And Herman comes up. And he hits the like the wrought iron, like spiky things on top of the wall and hurts mm. his elbow. And he's like, my elbow. And then he knocks that off and then he kicks down the wall. And then finally, the dude realizes that Herman's there as Herman runs by mm-hmm. and his flowers wilt. Of Where's... course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He has that effect on people. It's yeah. probably the cigars he's been smoking. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That just secondhand smoke killing the flowers. Yep. Makes sense. So from there, we find this family around the dinner table, and a mom or a grandma brings in this big ass turkey. I'm like, man, they're eating good today. And I'm like, well, mm-hmm. this is the '60s. Maybe this was like a weekly thing, you know? Maybe it's Sunday, mm-hmm. like after church, oh. they're all eating a turkey or a ham or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that, and then they're like, maybe be truly be thankful. I'm like, well, it is Sunday. They got to be thankful for it. Uh, for what we're about to receive. And then Herbert walks up and he looks like a pervert poking through yes. his look staring through the window, right? Mm-hmm. Theme song. Still bangs, same theme song as always. You're right. Yep, yep, yep. Now I got I I have a question here. Okay. Because uh, every time I watch it and and I'm I've been trying to like look at it and see if there's something, you know, just pick out something that sticks out to me. But since the very beginning, it's always stuck out to me that like grandpa goes to bite Lily's wrist. Mm-hmm. And if so if she's a vampire, which means technically she's dead already as well. Mm-hmm. I is it in, I mean, I think it might be interview with a vampire where like that's how they uh, kill off one of them or something like that because they give him some some blood that's already like dead. 
I like it's not fresh it. blood. It's in one. It's in one of the. It's in some vampire movie that that happens. And so I started thinking to him, like, wow, if, if Grandpa actually bit her, would he like die because he got like like already dead blood? Also, she never seems to try and bite anybody. Yeah, I, there's not like a strong indication that she's any sort of vampire. I feel like. Yeah, there's no indication that she's a vampire <laughs> other than she flew. Um, yeah, six Fish. inches off the ground in the first episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But so I just that that happened to stick out to me today when I was watching that. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, the the, the monsters lore could be completely different. Maybe vampire blood's the tastiest of them all. Like, yeah. It's like the most powerful blood. I don't know. Po- oh, power blood. Mm-hmm. That's what we're all here for. Mm-hmm. Oxygenated blood and power blood. Yep. Yep. I mean, I bet they'd like oxygenated blood. It's probably tastes a little different. Mm hmm. So the theme, theme song still bangs. Grandpa yep. still tries to bite Lily. Lily says no. Grandpa goes, eh, he shrugs. But the song's over and we come back and now and it says just a continuation of the cold open. The dad is going to carve the turkey. And he's like, yep. hell yeah, who wants some turkey? And Herman, this is where Herman kicks in the door. Yes. And the family screams. And then Herman starts to do voiceover. And Herman hears it. Right? Doesn't he? He kind of yes. looks at the He looks like, and he's like, what? that's my voice from the future. And I, I found this to be believe. so weird because, mm-hmm. like, usually if you're gonna have a voiceover thing, like, it'll come back like multiple times, <laughs> never like over throughout an episode. No, and also, yes, he does very much stop and like, wait a minute, who's talking right now? <laughs> Which is very interesting because we'll get to it later. Right? It's it's like, very did, were they playing a speaker? Were they playing a speaker of him talking like during the scene, like when he walked in, like did they, or <laughs> instead of adding it later? Maybe. I, I can't believe they did the trope of like the record scratch and going, I bet yeah. you're wondering how we all got here. It hmm. is. But uh. now think about it. It might have been the very first ever to do this. Oh, it, it was. And Herman says, the tall, dark, handsome looking fellow is me. No shit. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. We know, dude. We're you're six Herman. episodes deep. We know it's you. Yeah, and, and also at like, this point, he's the only person on the screen that we're actually seeing, so yep. we know who he's talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he's like, "Let me tell you how it all started ten days ago." Oh, and you're like, God. "Oh," and it has to do with a reunion with his old army outfit, and then we get a literal flashback, like the Wayne's <laughs> World style, yeah. squiggly mm-hmm. lines, crossfade. And Herman and the family are there, and Herman's trying to put on an outfit, and he's pissed because it doesn't fit, and it's his old army uniform. This is a revelation. Herman is a now, vet. He was in the army. He was in this the war. Is, and it says yep. it's like he says they haven't they haven't met for about twenty years. Twenty years. Yep. So First time in twenty years. We're talking like we're we're talking like World War Two. Mm-hmm. WWE. And yep. and so in this in because. At some point later on, he does mention Fort Bragg. So I'm like, because I was wondering, like, well, I guess who, who, what army was he in? Um, but like, so he's been he's been in America this whole time. Also, yeah. the U.S. government is is employing a Frankenstein monster. Like, what else did we have uh-huh. going on? I know. So this is very Hellboy ish, right? <laughs> so in World yeah, War Two, um, the United States Army, like with, uh, the Howling Commandos, Nick Fury and the Howling Commandos type thing mm-hmm. uh, when he's got. Like All those literally. monsters that he rolls out with. Yeah, yeah, it's my mind was blown when this happened. I'm like, wait a minute. Here's the thing. This is going to be like how he died or anything. It's just this is part of the lore now is that we have Frankenstein monsters fighting in the U.S. Army. At least one. I love it. 
Now, yeah. here's a thing that's implied, but I want to see Herman Munster kills Nazis. I want to see it. <laughs> I want I to see Herman that. Munster yeah. fighting Nazis. That's it. That's a great premise right there. Like that, I would love right. a show of just about like a Frankenstein's monster versus the Nazis. That would be great. <laughs> yeah. That would be awesome. Not, well, well, also, isn't there isn't there something like the Nazis have Wolfmen or something like that? So you would have him versus some Wolfmen? Yeah. I mean, or, am I, or am I thinking that's something completely different? Well, and there's also, that's what I'm saying. This is very Hellboyish, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Mike McNola. I also was, like, it'd be great to see like, um, I mean, I, w- I wish this one of those times I wish I could really draw because I would love to like redo like a uh, like the version of like Captain America punching Hitler, but like with Herman Munster. Herman, Herman Munster. Yeah. Yeah. If anyone's listening and they want to mm-hmm. make that make it because that would be awesome. Mm-hmm. And Eddie mm-hmm. asks if Herman was a war hero and Herman says, well, this is where Herman like really fucked up with the Nazis. Uh, I don't want to brag, but I'd stand up out of the foxhole and the enemy would take one look and run. <laughs> and then he says, come to think of it, a lot of my own men would look at me and run. <laughs> so, yep. but that's the thing. This dude is fighting in the army. That means he went through boot camp. That means he's been deployed. He was on a mm-hmm. plane or a ship with all other sorts of soldiers. Yeah. And uh, I mean, they, they had to accept him. You'd think. You'd think. Yeah. At some point they would be like, okay, fine. You know, he's not a horrible monster. He's. A, a man he's just a, a deformed family. man with yeah. a patriotic <laughs> love for his country yeah yeah and, and an ability to never die because you'd think that <laughs> yeah he'd yeah. live for forever so anyway grandpa says you know forget wearing this you can't wear it and then herm's like i gotta wear it it's the first time in 20 years right like you said keith and he can't show up in his civvies because they'll all stare at him right like they didn't stare at him before <laughs> lily doesn't want him going uh, because he knows what happens. She knows what happens at these reunions and she doesn't think Herman uh, needs a banquet. <laughs> By the way, before she, well, yeah, before she makes the fat joke at him, I'm not needing a banquet. What does Lily think is going to happen on this little uh, overnight excursion? For I, one I of these assume reunions? it's like, it's like the Flintstones Herman's in a stag party, right? All yeah. the Buffalo guild get together and they drink beer and they watch girly movies. Mm. I assume. Maybe that is, yeah. She's very concerned mm-hmm. about this. She really. does not want him to go at all. Yeah. Which is weird because she seems to always be very confident about everything here. I, I was actually very thrown man. off by the fact that, well, not just that, but she seems like a very confident woman overall. So I was very thrown off that she was like worried about what he would get up to when he went to this reunion. Well, m- maybe she knows what a catch Herman is and if there's women <laughs> there. Oh, yeah. True. Yeah. I mean, she trusts Herman, but she doesn't trust everybody else. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. So be, yeah. what he makes, she says, you don't need a banquet. And he's like, what do you mean? And grandpa <laughs> says, just look at you. You're and he looks and here we go. He looks in the mirror. Guess what happens? It breaks. This yeah. is the third time mm-hmm. he's broken a mirror in six episodes. And grandpa says, you're just too fat. That's the problem. You Oof. are too fat. Frankenstein. Uh, <laughs> which, which would be the could have good album title you're too fat frankenstein too fat frankenstein i like that yeah so herman is pissed and even marilyn won't say he's not bad he's like come on that marilyn. was like, to me was uh, that to me was ridiculous because he he looks at her and she's like uh not she won't answer him and he's like oh whatever yeah they're not like being 
like nice about this at all. They're, no. trying, they're really just like, no. you're just fat and you and, shouldn't go because it's and embarrassing. For, like a seven foot tall Frankenstein's monster, he looks he looks okay, right? Oh yeah, yeah. He looks trim. Even uh, the proportion. Um I'm, I'm also thrown off by the fact that I that I I guess I never really thought that like since he's a bunch of parts of people put together and not really fully alive like i never really thought about him putting on a weight what's dude eats they have breakfast every episode that's mm-hmm. true yeah Man. it just it's it just seemed weird like i never really considered the concept of him actually like putting on a lot of weight over the years and stuff like that i'm like he's frankenstein a- in the last 20 years he's put on too much and now his uniform mm-hmm. doesn't fit him and besides lily does not want him to leave because yeah. he'll be gone overnight and they haven't been separated in over 100 years which yeah. means that she went to war with him that yes, uh, that's, that's yeah. a good point. <laughs> I don't know. Just saying, maybe huh. he, he kept her in like his knapsack or something. Who knows? So grandpa says he understands. He used to feel the same way about your grandma or their grandma. And then he walks over to this thing that has boobs. Well, I don't know what, what it was. This? Was it a mannequin? I, that's I, what I thought. Because it's got a it's but it's only got a corset around it at this point. But it is it's a giant mannequin. He walks over kind of like puts his arm around it yeah but it's no head no arms boobs but not like defined boobs just Mm -hmm. bosom area and then he says what a woman is he implying that like grandma was a giant or something i think i think (laughs) yes i'm not positive it's such a it was such a weird thing yeah it felt like this is such a weird note like he he just like all of a sudden, we're like in the middle of this episode, and all of a sudden, Grand- Grandpa decides to walk over off screen to this mannequin and hold it. Yeah, I, I guess they had to show the girdle. No, but they're setting that I up, wish he yeah. would have looked over the corset, and I wish he would have looked over and like there was a picture of her on the wall or something. That would have made yeah. more sense. Yeah, I, I would have like, I want to see what this lady actually is supposed to look like overall. But yeah, she does seem like she is a giant of a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. What, like, out of 137 which number is she actually Hmm. and like is she so that's the other thing like which uh of his of all of his wives which one is like lily's actual grandma so i was kind of like wondering like how does this fit in i don't know um yeah she was a behemoth of a being monstrous giants exist herman monsters and fiends um herman really (laughs) wants to go and he throws his very first tantrum. I don't think he's thrown a tantrum in any of their episodes before. Hmm. But he starts stomping and pounding on things, and everything shakes, and the house crumbles. This is, I think this is a very Herman thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think it happens quite a bit. Because as soon as it happened, I was like, nah, I know what's hit. I know this. <laughs> it seems like they like. I yeah, think we've they, seen him, like, I think we've seen him hit his hand, like, mm-hmm. put his hand down, like, once, and, like, things will shake a little bit. But this is, like, his first all-out, yeah, like. he's like. Repeated stomping and stuff yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like one time he was laughing and like slapping the table or something like that. Like yeah. Mm-hmm. So he throws a tantrum and Lily's like, fine, you can go if, and then here it comes, right? Here comes the gamble. If you can lose enough weight to fit into your uniform. And Herman's, and that's 10 days away, right? It's in 10 days he's got to fit this uniform. And Herman says, well, I'll just stop eating, which <laughs> makes sense. You're a you're you're a collection of body parts from dead people. You can probably yeah. stop eating and be fine. Uh, yeah. 
and Lily says, no, you have to go to the doctor. And I'm like, oh, the doctor. <laughs> and get a sensible diet. Mm-hmm. She yeah. doesn't She doesn't want a sick corpse. Because you know why? He's a Frankenstein's monster. Mm-hmm. If you yep, haven't caught sure. on to that yet, everybody, Herman Munster is a Frankenstein's <laughs> monster, which is a mm-hmm. corpse. And He's anyway. literally a corpse. But so now, yeah, as we corpses. go to the doctor's mm-hmm. office, I yeah. thought... After we get to this, because uh, the doctor goes, so what are my appointments today? And I'm like, oh, I wrote this down. Same stupid fucking doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Dudley, he's back. And and he says, 9 a.m., Herman Munster, it's a new patient, something about a diet. And then I thought this episode was made or written, at least, before the other episode. Yes. Yes. It had to be, yeah. Because there's no continuity. Yeah, he should like recognize this or the, the name, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Plus, in the previous episode, they they he there's a whole reference of like what happened last time he saw the doctor and all this yeah. other stuff. But the dog, right? Yeah, uh, oh, and right. and also uh, I think like passing out or something because he's like, mm-hmm. oh, what? Oh, I it, do that. He'll be yeah. fine. Oh, yeah. that's right. That's yeah. right. Wow, that's mm-hmm. nuts. I can't. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of references to it before. Uh, mm-hmm. Which was that's in. Um, that's in the one with uh, the baby they Frankenstein think, episode. Yeah, baby, baby Frankenstein, baby Frankenstein episode. episode. Yeah, yeah. Which is still my favorite episode. Yep. Anyway, episode. he takes off his glasses and he asks the nurse to take the glasses to the optometrist down the hall because the lens keeps popping out. And he said he'll be fine. It's just something about a diet, right? Yep. No big deal. This Herman Munster, NBD. Don't need glasses for it. So she <laughs> takes the glasses and runs in. And then he runs into his own desk in his office, which he should know where it's at. Yep. Now, keep, now remember this. He runs into his desk without his glasses. And then he thinks a skeleton hanging behind his desk is a mirror because, mm-hmm. of course, it is. So he's like, oh, he's messing with his hair, looking in the, at a skeleton. Rubs yep. his teeth. Yep, rubs his teeth. The classic, do I have spinach in my teeth at 9 a.m.? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> So then Herman opens the door and comes in and says, there's nobody out front. So I just help myself in. I'm a new, I have an appointment, blah, blah, blah. And then we get the POV uh, of the doctor. It's all fuzzy as Herman walks in. We're like, well, this doctor can't see shit. And here comes Herman. And here we go. Herman has hairy ass hands again. Again. (laughs) And the doctor mentions the doggy, but not, oh, yeah, you had a doggy before or I know about your hairy ass hands he is <laughs> nope. surprised about the the hair thinks it's a dog he, and he says well you have to leave the dog outside so Herman so Herman could tell there's something wrong right because yeah. the glasses aren't there so he offers to leave until the glasses get back and doctor says no need it's just a routine physical I can do this blindfolded I, is that what he said I can do this blindfolded yeah. Clearly, he might as well do a blindfold because he can't see. Yeah. <laughs> so Herman thinks, sits in yeah. a chair. And then the doctor goes across the room <laughs> for no reason, sits mm-hmm. in a, another chair, turns and talks to the medicine cabinet. <laughs> yep. He thinks the cabinet's Herman. Hmm. Yes. By the way, thinks- this is I know we're only a handful of episodes in. This is my favorite character. Like <laughs> guest character. But the problem is so, so if Herman dumb. weren't a stupid dummy, then the doctor makes sense. 
right? If Hermit, if the monsters are normal and the rest of the world is crazy, cool, it works. But the monsters are fucking crazy and they demonstrate craziness regularly. So everyone else has to be normal. You can't have it, you can't have both ways. Anywho, Herman's like, uh, uh, oh, he's over there. And then the doctor figures it out finally that he's not talking to Herman. So he comes over now and asks Herman if he's ever had measles, chicken pox, mumps, headaches, something or blah, blah, blah. And Herman says, no, just the Black Plague. Because <laughs> Herman is very old and made up of dead people, whatever. And the doctor and, thinks this is hysterical. Yeah, he's like, oh, you're a comedian. <laughs> so then he does Herman's blood pressure. And it makes a slide whistle sound. Oh, it's just going up and down. Mm-hmm. Blood pressure, wacko, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and and then he says, that's what I get for buying this from my brother-in-law. So his brother-in-law sells <laughs> shady secondhand medical appliance, uh, equipment. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. And then the doctor asks if he has his gallbladder appendix tonsils removed. And uh, no, not since they were first put in. And the doctor thinks he's a real comedian. I think he the says doctor hasn't like, figured out that he's a Frankenstein's monster. Nope. Doctor has no idea. Well, why would he? No. Uh, particularly now, because Herman's temperature is 62.8, which is quite cold, yeah. which is below room temperature, right? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's high for so, Herman. He just gets that hot when he's nervous, right? Yeah. 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 He says it's a fever from being nervous. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> pardon me, doctor. I got a fever from being nervous. So the doctor goes over to check the pulse. And then Herman says he, he needs to get the dog. I told you to get the dog out of here. And Herman says that's his hand. The doctor asked if he was born like that, and then here we go. No, but someone else was, and I'll forever be grateful. Not everyone <laughs> will lend you a hand, right? Uh, boy. Or we'll give you a hand. When yeah, you need one. that made me groan. Yeah, oh god, yeah. Uh, but I think I I do believe it had the canned audience laughing like crazy. Mm-hmm. Doctor calls him a comedian. Mm-hmm. Uh, if the canned laughter didn't let clue you into that, and then he walks over to the wall. Uh, and looks up at the clock and asks Herman to come over to the scale. <sighs> Herman then says, I don't want to contradict, but the scale is literally three feet to your right. <laughs> it's right here, dude. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so Herman stands on it, says, okay, I'm sorry. The woman that dusts for me keeps moving the thing. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense? Sure. Okay. So Herman, he asks Herman to step on it. He steps on it. And this is a 100% analog scale. There's nothing in it that should smoke or catch fire. It's literally pressured down, moves dial. But Herman stands on it, and smoke starts pouring out of it. <laughs> uh, the dial spins four times, making a ding every time, every time it goes around. Ding, 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 ding. Springs are popping out the side. And because of those four dings, the doctor goes, oh, it's 4 o'clock already? Where's the nurse with those glasses? <laughs> Motherfucker. Okay, now his his <laughs> his log. He had a nine o'clock appointment. Was Herman? Yeah. Herman is the only person he has seen. Yes. It's not just his exactly. glasses because now he thinks yeah. it's four o'clock. He's talked to a guy for five minutes and he thinks it's four o'clock already. This dumbass is a doctor somehow. <laughs> yes. I, this doctor yeah. doing his whole routine. This is just like he like <sighs> he steals the show. I don't know. Keith, you like him, it sounds like. For me, it's like almost in a bad way, like his gimmick. It's like, yeah. oh, God, I have to deal with this. He's so insane. Yeah. It's like crazy. It's just, I whoa. mean, 
I I like it for the fact that they can bring him because he's not because he's the one he doesn't he's not supposed to notice what's going on with Herman because he can't see him. I draw the line though at you thinking it's four o'clock already. Yeah. When literally you knew your first appointment at 9 a.m. has been there for five minutes. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. That part really pissed me off. I'm like, you're not this stupid. Yeah, right? no. You can't be Even this Herman's not that stupid. Yeah, Herman's like, what? Herman's been uh, correcting him this whole time, yeah. Yeah. So then the doctor's like, let's check the old tick, tick, ticker. Save the best for last. Mm-hmm. He listens to the heart, hears nothing. He doesn't hear a heartbeat. And then Herman's... Oh, and then he and then the doctor says this. I just discovered something extraordinary. I can't hear a thing without my glasses. Mm-hmm. This guy is a man's doctor. He has yep. gone to college. <laughs> uh, he has got an advanced degree in medicine. Mm-hmm. Un- unless, of course, hey, we we haven't eliminated the fact that maybe this is a catch me if you can scenario where he oh. pretends he's a doctor. He moves mm-hmm. to a town, says I'm a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> and he has a diploma that he forged. And everyone's like, hey, it's a doctor. And then that's it. Because this that is 1964. That mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense, actually, why he would be so confused. He's And, you know, he's so, like, frantic. He's always moving. He's just keeps things moving along so fast and nobody notices his craziness. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's just. Yeah. That's that's ultimate scheme right mm-hmm. there. That's pretty Meanwhile, good. the man can't find his way through his house. He can't, <laughs> he can't find his way through his office. Yeah. Uh, he's an idiot. This does set up, though, pretty well, the episode we did see where, like, yes. why is he so blind? Okay, fine, I get it. His eyes are yeah. just horrible, I guess. So he can't hear anything. And then Herman points out that he doesn't have the stethoscope in his ears, <laughs> which <laughs> this is... <laughs> you should feel immediately. Yeah, this has nothing to do with eyesight. This no. Really... Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. He's a fraudulent doctor. Mm. Yep. Um, right. And then he's like, oh, ha, 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 you got me. He puts it in his ears. And then there's a knock at the door, and the doctor mistakes it for a heartbeat. It's not even coming. Oh. <laughs> it's behind him. He has no per- depth perception, audio, nothing. He has spatial relations are not his jam. <sighs> and then Herman has to say there's someone at the door. And now yep. there's something really happens here, which I found amusing, and I couldn't figure out exactly what it was. But the doctor goes to check on it, and he runs into the wall. That's not the amusing part. But when he opens the door, it's the nurse with the glasses. Mm -hmm. There's a weird cut here where you could tell, like, they pieced together two different takes. And the nurse smiles and laughs in a very weird weird way. Doesn't she? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I almost thought because his back is to the camera, like, he mouthed something to her. Or maybe he had his wang out or something. You don't know. Right? (laughs) I'm like, what has he done to this poor girl that's made her do this uncomfortable laugh? Or they're like, oh, you laugh. I couldn't tell. Mm-hmm. Maybe but she something just doesn't like there. working for this guy. Mm-hmm. That could Mm-mm. be the awkward laugh. Like, here you go. Bye. Yep. Please don't So talk she to gets me. the glasses. He closes <laughs> the door. She walks away. She looks to the stage hand who gives her directions off screen. And then she starts to move. He closes the door. And then he goes, she's pretty but pokey. Mm. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Again, uh, I'm uh, pokey means slow, slow as opposed to like you know poking your nose in places. But like, you gave these to her like ten minutes uh, ago, even, and she yeah. got it done already for you. And he thinks it's four o'clock now. That's remember true. when I said he took off his glasses and ran into his desk and was like, "Uh, he's running to shit." Yep. He still does not have his glasses on. 
he walks perfectly around his desk <laughs> to get in front of Herman, right? Yep. So he walks yep. all the way around, and he's like, hmm, let me put these glasses on. Uh, so he puts his glasses on, and he looks up, and Herman comes into focus, which is not how glasses work. Uh, so Herman comes into focus, and the doctor freaks out. His ties stick straight out. The arms of his yep. glasses stick straight out. And then the doctor faints onto his desk and breaks through it, much like uh, Chris Farley falling onto a coffee table because <laughs> he lives down by the van by the mm-hmm. river. Oh, I also put he breaks through the table like he's one of the Dudleys, uh, one of the Dudley boys, mm-hmm. uh, Devon or uh, <laughs> what's it? No, Bubba Bubba, Ray. Bubba Ray. He's yeah. Bubba Ray Dudley. Yeah, this would be like dumb Dr. Dudley probably or something. So then Herman freaks out. He's like, Ugh. so he runs out and he says, is there a doctor in the house? Which is, uh, poor. Might be Which is by the way, I, I get it. Like when they walk by and like, I mean, I guess so like, you know, a, a mirror breaks or flowers wilt. Why was the tie looking like it was being like magnetically like a pulling at, <laughs> at her? I was very confused at like the, the sides of the glasses poked out to the side. Mm hmm. Like just like that other person who had like the like the hair, the little uh the braids pop up. I get it, you get hair raising things, so they went with that. This makes no sense of like a tie and the and the glasses thing. Just I was like, what is going on here? It's Her such glasses. an odd like yeah. they just they like the sides of them like yeah. pop out like little wings. I'm like that that, that doesn't seem like something like that should happen. They looked like they were made out of fondant. They didn't look <laughs> yeah. like real glasses, right? <laughs> like you like put on glasses. Like dramatically different after mm-hmm. yeah, they bent. <laughs> yeah, they're like paper mache glasses now, maybe. You know what would have been funny is if like when he when he came into focus if they would have cracked again because he saw Herman. Hmm. Yes, that's a good Yeah, idea. that makes sense. That that would have been funny. And yeah. instead, you know, we don't get that. We get him by the way, whatever that desk is such a terrible construction. He goes Oh, it's, it's clearly like a different desk mode. as well. Yeah. He yeah. It, like a new desk appeared and he broke through it. I'm starting to think that maybe Herman, like his sheer unnatural presence, like can warp reality as we know it. On <laughs> <certain> <laughs> <cases>. <laughs> That's why yes. flowers wilt or like material begins to yeah, warp and change desks. Mm. <laughs> yeah. become yeah. He sat, he sat next to that original desk long enough that it just <laughs> it, it turned into <laughs> cardboard. Yeah. Yeah. So then we cut, back and herman is opening a letter so this has been some undetermined amount of time since going to the doctor Mm. in this scene because he calls in grandpa and lily because the doctor has sent a letter with the exam results assuming the doctor woke up finished was able to compose himself and write this letter and mail it that afternoon he wouldn't get it for another day or two right no, it would take. I, a while. I I was thinking that like that like the doctor gave him this as he was leaving. Mm. Like Herman called for somebody to come in, they got him woke up, and then they. Well, why did your... the doctor just tell him there? Well, I mean, when you go to the doctor, they usually give you like a printout of stuff, right? Well, yeah, but so I wrote down what the doctor said because mm-hmm. he Herman opens up and he starts reading. Dear oh Mr. yeah, he Munster, does. He does. Yeah, he does write it like a letter. To, I have like, studied the results of your examination, so he studied them. He's taking time to do this, I guess. Yes, and he's come to the following conclusions. Your pulse is 15, your blood pressure is negative 3, body temperature 62.8, and heartbeat none. Which, Grandpa, giddy as fuck, he's like, so far so good, right? Yeah, he Mm -hmm. loves it. He's like, yeah. He's got a big shit-eating grin. 
<laughs> and then, so Hermit continues, it's my duty as a physician to inform you if you don't get on in it, the enclosed diet and lose 100 pounds, you'll be dead in a week. Yeah. Just a I week. Guess. Mm-hmm. I feel like he should already be dead. Like, yeah. Right? I'm yeah. no doctor, but mm-hmm. no heartbeat. Uh, That's what I'm saying. Yeah. This isn't a real doctor. He is <laughs> oh. Leonardo DiCaprio outrunning Tom Hanks. <laughs> <laughs> That's what this is. And Lily looks very concerned. Oh, no, dead in a week. Herman realizes he can't go to the reunion if he's dead, but the reunion's in 10 yep. days. So maybe there was, this came via courier because it was a 9 a.m. appointment. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, but and Grandpa's like, oh, I can't go if I'm dead. And Grandpa's like, it's never stopped me from going anywhere. Mm-hmm. So he is a dead man. So, so yeah. So in addition to the, you know, the ever-growing number of Frankenstein's monster references, mm-hmm. you get the ever-growing. He's he's yep. a vampire. Yep. You know, he's actually dead. Yep. You know, it's uh, so it's her- amazing how many of these they can fit into, into ep- like one episode. It, at it time. is the it's backbone crazy. to every episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, Herman vows to lose 100 pounds and go to the reunion, even if it kills him. <laughs> the stakes mm-hmm. have never been higher. No stakes are. Yeah. Th- these are the ultimate stakes. Mm-hmm. Well, because I look, he's going to die if he doesn't lose 100 pounds either. Yep. Nope. Either way. So well, he, now he's we a dead cut- man walking. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Oh, it would have been it would have been a much better name for the episode. Dead man walking. Yeah. <laughs> because you know why? Because he's a Frankenstein's monster. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dead yeah. monster walking. Mm-hmm. Well, if yeah. this came out after the Green Mile, then yes, it would probably name that. But <laughs> the the phrase wasn't uh, part of the everyday lexicon. I don't think. Oh yeah, you're probably right. So the grandpa, the grandpa, grandpa, we cut to the grandpa reading the paper, standard affair. I did not read the paper, so maybe that's why the laugh track was laughing. But the laugh track was laughing at grandpa reading the paper. I didn't even notice it. Yeah, I just kind of was, I guess the laugh tracks at this point have kind of phased out of my brain. But (laughs) for me, the exciting thing is they're at a new table. They're at a different table in the house. Yeah, the dining room table. They usually eat it breakfast at the kitchen table because mm. this is lunch. Yeah. So they're they're all around the lunch table talking about how great Herman's been doing for six days. Oh, it's been six days and all he's been eating is vitamins and water. I don't know how he does it. And Lily is concerned because Herman's not in there yet. Uh, he's been slow. Lily says to hurry up or lunch is getting cold. Marilyn doesn't think he'd last this long. Herman struts in and he's looking good. He's like, oh, yeah. He says it looks delicious. He gives Lily a kiss and Herman sits down. He's got that little domed cover over his plate, right? Mm-hmm. Indicating fancy meals coming. Yep. Sits down, he says looks- it looks great before he sits down. Mm-hmm. It's well, maybe the spread up. looks great because she's got a lot of fucking food there, right? I think. So yeah. he sits down. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Puts on a napkin. And says, what do we have here? Lifts the lid and on his plate's a glass of water, tiny glass of water and a vitamin. And one uh, Herman's like, oh, a B12 even. Oh, Lily, you shouldn't have gone through the trouble. And Lily (laughs) can feel the sarcasm. She is not happy about this. No. And then Herman puts some salt and pepper on it. He tries to cut it with a butter knife. No go. Finally dips it in some water, eats it with his hairy hand. He's got hairy Mm -hmm. hands here. Yeah. Uh, So they tried to have some continuity. 
Uh, and then grandpa's like, oh, I didn't know you could get uh, indigestion from vitamin. That's like a weird statement. <laughs> oh, and he, Herman, he burps after he finishes. Oh, he it. burps. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Herman asked, does anyone have a toothpick? And Liz's like, that's it. Enough. You win. Go to the reunion and don't wear your uniform. Just eat something. And Herman's like, no way. It's a matter of principle. He says that for the first time here. And he says, it's only four more days. Grandpa teases Herman with some food on a fork and says, you'll never make it. He's like waving food in front of him. Yeah. Grandpa mm-hmm. suddenly become like the devil on Herman's shoulder for some he's reason. Being a bit of a dick here. You think he'd be so supportive, mm-hmm. but he's not. Yeah. And Lily is I like throughout this whole episode. She is thoroughly annoyed with the fact that he is actually going to like really try to go to this thing that she doesn't want him to go to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it, also, uh, I do. That was a, it. Was an M M&M, and M uh, that he ate. Um, I clearly looked like an M M&M and M on the plate. Mm, maybe. Good yeah. Thing, yeah. It took him like a long time to eat that thing. Mm-hmm. He was milking that scene. For all if you have, if you've only had vitamins and water for the last six days, you would savor every little, little bit of that. <laughs> That's true. He is nibbling. Yeah. So Herman is sneaking around in the dark with a candle. His stomach growls, blah, 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 makes some terrible noises. He sneaks down to the kitchen and finds a giant salami in the fridge. And then he plops down to the floor because he can't make it to the table. He's got salami and he's starving. And Oh, I said he sits on the floor to eat it like drunken David Hasselhoff with a burger. <laughs> uh, so he's he's getting ready to eat this salami. Oh, yeah. Uh, but uh, 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 grandpa is hanging upside down behind a curtain for some reason. And catches Herman. Herman's like, yep. why are you hanging around down here? And the real question is, why are you down here? And Herman says, because I thought I heard a burglar. Never mind this giant salami. <laughs> yeah. So Grandpa busts him, grabs the salami. And, he's, and his Grandpa's like, listen to my advice about the diet. Herman says, no, it's only a few more days to the reunion. Grandpa says, eat something. And Herman says, no, it's a principle. He says it again. Oh, yeah. It's the principle of it. And Grandpa's like, you'll never make it. And the stomach growls, and Grandpa tells him to shut that thing up. Uh, he's trying to get some sleep. Herman gets up, slams the fridge, and then blows a bunch of dust off the top of the fridge. All right. He's going to blow the candle out. Oh, is that what it is? Blows the candle completely off the thing. Oh. And, and all the dust that's on top of it as well. The the mighty blow of a yeah. Frankenstein's monster. Mm-hmm. Also, in, the, in this scene, he is he's surprised that grandpa's there but when he's coming through and sneaking through like when he gets to like the little doorway that's kind of covered over by a sheet he like does like a really weird like uh, like move to get around it with like oh hope nobody knows is like i don't know if he's trying to like avoid like maybe a like a creaky piece of wood that he could step on but he like does this like weird like thing to get by it and i'm like that was so odd Oh, well, yeah, because Grandpa's sleeping right behind there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, like, also, like I, thought was, I thought it was I thought it was a uh, I thought it was a, a, a piece of like a loaf of bread. Oh, like um, like a large baguette type thing and not not a piece of salami. But that makes a lot more sense. I thought it was a salami grabbed out of the fridge or a sauce since he took it out of the refrigerator. I not being bread probably made much more sense. Yeah. Without color or smell of vision, it's tough. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. It's just a gray blob of food, I guess. Yeah, in giant stick form. Mm-hmm. So the Could next day, Lily. Back oh, also, at the, the fridge is in the living room. 
I, I don't know. Is it? That I looked mean, like the living room to me I again mean, that he went that he went through. Dark. Yeah. And there's a curtain. There's weird curtains hanging all over for no reason. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But anyway, next day, Lily is making breakfast at the kitchen table. We're back to the kitchen. A ton of food, bacon and pancakes. And then Herman is there. And Marilyn says, you have to eat something, Uncle Herman. And Herman says, this is last day. And his vitamin, and he'll have his vitamins and water. And he's like, I'm going to make it. Grandpa says, he'll never, never make it. Uh, he'll never get he'll he'll never get the will yeah whatever before the end of the day he won't make it to the end of the day that's all grandpa's saying and then eddie says can he have herman's drumstick at dinner and herman is intrigued drumstick you say hmm Mm -hmm. he says yeah uh you dumb shit today's thanksgiving Uh, (laughs) which how and then herman is like thanksgiving what like how does he not know it is thanksgiving how did nobody else mention it to him it's never been brought up yeah like oh, a surprise you, to me as well wait it's you're not gonna eat through thanksgiving yeah that's why when no one says it's thanksgiving that's why i assumed the family at the beginning was just having a big dinner which yeah. people do yeah and that's the thing so this is the i the writers were like oh if we throw a, a giant turkey out there People will assume it's Thanksgiving automatically. Yeah, but not if we don't say Thanksgiving until mm-hmm. the big reveal. Mm-hmm. And Herman is stunned to learn that, one, it's November, and two, it's <laughs> Thursday, and three, it's Thanksgiving. So no idea any of these things were happening. Not only is tomorrow his reunion the day after Thanksgiving. Like, that was never brought up. Like, oh, it's November 28th. Oh, it's the day after Thanksgiving. Never, mm-hmm. never brought up once. All the guys are getting together because their wives are out Black Friday shopping. Yeah, yeah they're taking out Black Friday that, shopping to get uh, together yeah. for the army, old army pals. And then so grandpa starts going, oh, yeah, Thanksgiving. There's turkey and mashed potatoes. And Herman's I like, love this part. Oh, and he's just listing off all these things and olives and uh, spicy stuffing and like all this stuff. It's just like, <laughs> man. And then he's like, and pumpkin pie and <laughs> Herman blows it he can't handle anymore he faints it's just too much and lee yeah. says well i'm gonna call the doctor are you okay pissy cat pussy cat so why grandpa's being so mean i don't I know, like no? there's just like no motivation besides him mm. just being evil for this episode he, I don't, and he's I don't being straight up vampire evil maybe he the, should be like i don't like how he's messing with you know, my daughter or whatever, or my granddaughter. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, just give him some motivation because all I know is like he just wants to be mean this episode, I guess. But and nobody sticks up for Herman. No. Nobody. Like they, they call and him fat at the beginning. And he tries to get a diet and nobody supports the diet even after they called him fat. It's yeah. <laughs> yep. yeah. You guys Everyone told me to lose cool. weight. Then they told me to go see a doctor who then confirmed I need to lose weight. I'm losing weight and you guys are still being asses to me. Yeah. <laughs> if I don't lose a hundred pounds I'll be dead. Yeah. And they don't help him. They mock him. And no one up until this point mentioned it was Thanksgiving. And <laughs> not even directly, but I'll have his drumstick, which intrigued mm-hmm. Herman. Like, why would we have drumsticks? We only have drumsticks one day of the year. <laughs> well, today's Thanksgiving, dummo. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, we cut to the grandpa is leading in the doctor who has his glasses on. He's with grandpa who... Later, it calls a tall penguin. 
uh, in another episode. <laughs> and Lily, the house is gross. It's filled with dirt and webs. So the doctor is in with his glasses, doesn't find the dirty house a problem, Grandpa Lily a problem, nothing good. Says he didn't like the looks of Herman when he was in last week or his doggy either. A little on the mangy side. And Lily's like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. But just examine him, right? Right. So he sees Herman again, right? Mm -hmm. With glasses on. Doesn't freak out. No. Says no no pulse, no heartbeat. I enjoyed this part. He picks up the blanket and puts it over his face like Herman is dead. (laughs) I did like that. Time to call the coroner. Don't you have to call the coroner. Just get this corpse out of here. But it's just a fainting spell, Derek. Yeah. And and the do- well, because the doctor is like, you called me too late. And he's like, oh, it's a, just a fainting spell. And Grandpa says he's had nine or ten of them over the last hundred years. Doctor doesn't stop to consider it at all. The doctor does nope. not be a hundred years. What are you talking about? Like, doesn't, doesn't even think there's exaggeration. Yep. They're a house full of comedians. So here's the <laughs> form that I need to fill out for the authorities. Uh, can you help me out here? Uh, and then I'll get out of their hair. Like, I want to leave you guys alone. I just told you you have a dead husband, but I got to <laughs> fill out the paperwork. First, was he a resident of the country over six months? Of course. Did he serve in the armed forces? Yes. How many years? Three years. Three years. And then Herman corrects him and says four years. <laughs> and then the doctor goes four years. And he goes, what was that? He said, I said four years. And then Herman sits up and recounts his military history. Fort Bragg went here and there. Remember this delay? The doctor looks stunned. He throws down the foreman pen and then runs out of the house as fast as he can. Mm-hmm. And the mm-hmm. grandpa and the grandpa says the doctor was ill. He shouldn't be allowed around six people, sick people or six people or eight people or even <laughs> one person. This guy is a menace yeah. to society. He's terrible. Mm-hmm. I agree. So Herman does not remember what happened. And the last thing he remembered was something about pumpkin pie. Lily said you fainted. Grandpa said the doctor thought you were dead. And he said, that's silly. I'm I may be starving to death, but I'm the picture of health. <laughs> sure. Okay. And, yeah. Lily <laughs> says, funny. no reunion's worth this. And Herman's like, uh, well, I have less than 24 hours. I got to go. I just need something to, that can hold him, hold me for 24 hours. And Grandpa says, I got that. I got that. I got you, Herman. And so he's getting strapped into Grandpa's table from the beginning. Right. I did like this transition because, yeah. you know, I yeah. thought he meant like a little snack or something. Yep. But literally mm-hmm. hold him down. I was like, okay, this is setting up something. That's yep. pretty clever. That's actually pretty funny. Yeah. Now, another thing here, though, they ask about his military background, and he said four years. Um, uh-huh. So if he's 100 years old now, because he's fainted 10 times over the last 100 years, so he's at least 100. 20 years before, he would have been 80 in World War II. Did he not do any other service time? Like when he was 60, 50? Like that's, just, that's weird that after he Pearl just got Harbor, around to being in, patriotic. Yeah. yeah. That he finally decided to like get involved as a, he's an 80 year old at that time. And well, <laughs> scaring I mean, people, but age. Yeah. Like the rest, right? No, yeah, I, I get that. But I'm like, so he, but he only had four years. Like he could have like been like, well, there was a four years here. And then back, you know, 20 years prior, there was the like rattled off mm. some other stuff. It's not one yeah. of those like missed moments. Yeah. Lily says, Sermon's getting strapped in and grandpa's tables from the beginning, right? And Lily's like, this reunion must be very important. And as if this is the way he wants it, that Herman says, it's the only way. And he said it in <laughs> such a very earnest way, right? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Okay. If this is it. 
Yeah. So, nope, so be it. Uh, but family's way. like, you know what, Herman? We're going to strap you down. We're going to go out to dinner so we don't bother you with the smell of food. And you don't hear us chewing upstairs and stuff like that. We don't want to bother you. And they set up a TV for him to watch, which I didn't notice from the beginning. Uh, and they leave. They go up the stairs. A huge, huge missed opportunity. Like, What's the opportunity? They went out to a restaurant. Like, what happens when, the like, is Herman the only one that shocks people when they go out places? I guess. I don't know. They were going to go out to a restaurant for Thanksgiving. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I want to know more about their, like, where they went. And, like, well, what was their dinner out? Of? Honestly, Grandpa and Lily and Eddie and Marilyn all interact with people all the time. Every episode, they've been the one to interact with. Herman is not mm-hmm. so much. But the family says, peace, we're going to eat. And they walk out, and then Herman says to himself in his head, right? What does he say? Oh, yeah, oh, oh big deal. Turkey dinner, who needs it? And then the TV has a commercial on it for Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> call now, you get one on Thanksgiving? Here's Thanksgiving dinner. And the <laughs> TV's listing off all the things, the turkey. The stuff, it's spicy stuffing, the rich brown gravy, the mashed potatoes, the the olives, the I don't the olives came up several times. I didn't know there was a big Thanksgiving thing. Nope. Uh all this stuff. And then that's what sends Herman into the rage. Right? And he didn't pass out this time. He's nope. like, I can't do it. I need to eat. So he rips out of his straps. And it's the same thing as before. Rips out of straps, manages the TV, runs up the stairs. This time, there's a few things added. He runs upstairs, and then Herman goes by the clock, and it caws at him. Just a weird noise, too. Mm-hmm. I was really hoping he's going to try to eat that bird. Yep. I was really hoping, but no. And we see meal. everything the same as it was before. It's the same yep. cut. He smashes the door. He hurts his elbow. Knocks down the wall. The flowers wilt. But this time, the guy outside is freaked out, and he climbs a tree. It's like, oh, and he climbs a tree. Family, still excited for dinner. Herman, still horny through the window. (laughs) And I noticed he's got hairy hands here, too. Yeah. And so he's keeping it consistent this episode. Yeah. So he busts in like before, and then he just starts eating. It's like, (laughs) oh, turkey, mashed potatoes. And he's announcing everything he's eating. Mm -hmm. Right. And the family is just like, staring confused the first they were terrified now they're now they almost feel pity for him uh, <laughs> this is truly yeah. a desperate man mm, yeah. yeah he's so crazed he's just like oh this is so good where's the where's the cranberry sauce can you pass the cranberry sauce what's the recipe for the stuffing oh yeah give me the cranberry sauce give me the cranberry then he starts pounding on the table i want cranberry sauce <laughs> he's like throwing a childlike tantrum to yeah yeah He's shaking the entire house. Yeah, yep. like he's, he wants it so bad. Yeah, and then and then we come to the the wrap up. The grandpa's coming. Gramps coming out of the trap door with smoke. Lily and Marilyn are sitting on the couch. Where's Herman? Oh, knitting he's spider, up in the, She's knitting spider webs. Yeah, they're knitting. Marilyn's doing whatever. Uh, where's Herman? He's up. In the attic, trying on his uniform. Grandpa laughs, says he'll never fit in it after the way he ate last night. And then Lily's like, "Well, it's a good thing that they didn't call the police." And she was very understanding. Mm-hmm. That's uh, a good point. 
And she, she said, oh, her husband becomes a real monster and a regular fiend when he goes on a diet. Mm-hmm. Classic. He went to well, the you know, doggy bag of all the cranberry sauce. Yeah, it was like not only did he eat the entire <laughs> dinner, he took a doggy bag of the cranberry mm-hmm. sauce. And then here comes Herman, and he's wearing his uniform, and he's got his like uh, little army hat tilted to the side. He's the boogie-woogie bugle boy from Company B. <laughs> the family shocked they're like wow herman you look great and he says he looks great lily gets up and says there's certainly something about a soldier oh yeah <laughs> lily is clearly turned on mm-hmm. at this point mm-hmm. so she gets up and she hugs herman and she says she never thought she'd be saying goodbye to him again but what 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 there's something underneath his outfit underneath his coat what's this and herman's like oh it's just my ribs and lily <laughs> Can't resist, can't let it go. She knows something's up, but instead of just saying, okay, she has to rip open his coat and <laughs> there's Herman. And Grandpa's like, it's Grandma's corset. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's a girdle. Well, Herman's like, no, it's a bulletproof vest. And then Grandpa's like, oh, it's a, it's gr- Grandma's old corset. <laughs> and then, um, of yeah. course, there's the button. Here it comes. Ready? Herman goes, that cranberry sauce sure puts on the weight. <laughs> and then grandpa has a, another one of his big shitting grins <laughs> and then we have the credits man this show consistently <laughs> saves the biggest last laugh for the last line always yeah. Marilyn laughs quite heartily when she sees him wearing the course as well I mean like yeah. she but you know Good overall ending there. What a weird thing to bring back. We see it for one scene. It's so like, I don't know, just such, it's set up so weirdly. Like, they don't really emphasize the girdle at all or the corset, no. whatever that thing is, at like in the moment. And then it's like, I just was like, oh, yeah, was that from Grandma's Mannequin? Well, weird. I 100% did not notice the girdle the first time. Mm-hmm. And I 200% well. <laughs> didn't make any connection to it <laughs> at all until Keith brought it up at the beginning. Oh, it's got a girdle on it. I'm like, it does? <laughs> All right. I guess I got, that's why I got to show it. Yep. Yeah. So I guess props for them for setting it up. It could have just been randomly appeared, I guess. And, and the thing is, yeah. I totally went with it when I thought it was 100% <laughs> randomly brought up. I was like, huh, okay. Yep. Grandma had a girdle. <laughs> makes yeah. sense. Sure. This is news to me, but yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Hmm. It wasn't like a shocker. It wasn't like some big reveal <laughs> that, oh, Grandma also had a corset. Okay. <laughs> nope. Didn't matter. Yep. And that was uh, episode season one, episode six, Locale Munster. <laughs> what did you gentlemen think of Locale Munster? I, I I liked certain parts of it. Like, I, yes, the doctor is nutty, but so far he's been like the most entertaining of the side characters they brought in. Uh, also, I I like this whole concept about the fact that the U.S. Army had a Frankenstein monster. Who knows what else we had? But like that, that's now like a like weird like uh, extended universe like canon going on here with the monsters. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I like that. Yep. Yeah. What about you, Terry? Uh, yeah. I mean. That part's cool. I like learning more about Herman's like outside life because I feel like he's like the guy everybody freaks out about the most. So it's always interesting when we actually get to learn more about like what he does during the mm-hmm. day. And he has friends in the army that he wants to go visit. Yeah. Like, 
This is and all they invited him too. Yeah, they like like him. It seems, or you know, maybe they just feel obligated. I don't know. They could have one hundred percent not invited him, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and see, now this would be a great episode premise to just see Herman hanging out at the army thing and interacting with him. That would have been pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, this was kind of a low tier monsters episode. Not that we've had really any high tier ones. I feel like, but I don't know. The pill stuff was kind of weird. That doctor guy is a little obnoxious to me. Um, mm-hmm. He's back again. I kind of liked his bit in the beginning, the first episode we saw with him. Yes. Better. Uh, this one, it really felt like he had the routine, and he was just really milking the scene. I don't know. Uh, meh. I say meh. <laughs> not very good. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with meh, too. I'm not a, I have not had an episode. I have had a few moments that I've really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. But not an episode, all in all, that's made me laugh. I do like the idea that he was so enraged, like a Frankenstein's monster, mm-hmm. by the idea of Thanksgiving and not being able to eat it, that he was yeah. willing to, you know, be a perv out of window. And nobody <laughs> noticed him to the window either. Nobody said, there's a Frankenstein monster outside our window. No one knew. Yeah. They are too busy uh, checking out that. Um, that bird was nice, yeah. man. Somebody, somebody made it, and I guarantee because it was like the time somebody made all of that food. None of it mm-hmm. was prop, Mm-mm. right? So yeah. somebody cooked that turkey and either cooked it on set and you could smell it, or they brought it in and you could smell it. Be like, man, that smells like good mm-hmm. Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh, just dipping into uh, in the IMDb here, uh, there's one guy on here uh, gives us eight out of ten. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, actually gives a whole rundown of the whole thing, but then somebody else, uh, it's a, exploring silliness and then, um, it says warning spoilers, but there's nothing below talking about the episode at all. And then, uh, but they gave it a nine out of 10, nine out of 10. Wow. Yeah. That's a tough one. Like there's moments where I'm like, this is pretty good. This is like clever, well, clever ish, uh, yeah. the Thanksgiving dinner, but the oh, fact that he didn't know it was Thanksgiving really mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm suspending disbelief, right? To, mm-hmm. to say, hey, we have a Frankenstein's monster, a vampire wife, uh, a a kooky vampire grandpa, a wolf boy son, a, and a Godzilla pet, and a crow. <laughs> I'm willing to go with all of these things. Yeah. But the fact that they mm-hmm. celebrate Thanksgiving, meaning mm-hmm. Lily would have had to have gone and bought groceries, right? Yeah. Oh, she sure. loves to cook, so yeah. Yeah. So. For them to be American, because Thanksgiving is a very American holiday, and to not know that it's Thanksgiving, just really, as like flipping a table like that. It's just like the, hey, can you get a rush job on a custom car for me? I need it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I need two cars fused into one. Right? You know what? You know what I really think, Derek? Mm-hmm. Uh, that the realization that uh, that nobody knew that it was Thanksgiving would have broke the babysitter yeah that mm. would have broke the babysitter maybe yeah. been like who are you fucking people and then she would <laughs> like ah, and pulled her hair out and ran out the door <laughs> that well, yeah because she you're right mm-hmm. just like mm-hmm. you Derek. she was uh like yeah, okay fine you're a frankenstein's monster who cares you're you know vampire woman vampire grandpa wolf boy son i can go with all that yeah but you know what we should mm-hmm. do instead of saying is this the episode that'll break the babysitter we should pick the moment in the episode <laughs> that would have easely broken the babysitter. Mm-hmm. Because I think the babysitter, yeah, might be, yeah. 
I think the babysitter, if they would have been there when Lily asked for the 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 forty eight hour custom car, babysitter would have been like, "Are you fucking crazy? <laughs> what is your problem?" And that would have been the moment, just like this yeah. one. You didn't know today mm. was Thanksgiving. Who are you people? And then nobody's even left. brought this up until now. The day yeah. of, <laughs> come on. <laughs> that would have been the one that broke the babysitter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like yeah. I like this as a premise. That is a good. That's a good idea. I like that. What would break the babysitter this episode? Because <laughs> she's been babysitting for a long time, and that yeah. first episode didn't do it. No. But hey, look, we are we are still uh, we're still less than one tenth of the way through the entire series, so I think we could easily make that adjustment. Man, she's gonna break all the time. I guarantee. There's, <laughs> we're gonna have to have like a vote, like which mm-hmm. it, which one of these three moments was the most egregious to break the babysitter. Oh, okay, uh, okay. So uh, if you're saying Thanksgiving, um, I think if uh, she would have escorted Herman to the doctor, she would have broke when the. Guys, like, oh, four o'clock already? <laughs> yep. <laughs> what is your problem? You're not a buster, but you're associated. I'm out of here. You know, I think she probably would have broke when she was hanging around the monsters as they belittled Herman, yeah. made fun of him, how he was a fat man, and then when he tried to get better, they also were belittling him and dragging their feet along. I think she would have broke in there, stood up for Herman, and said, "You know what? I'm not babysitting for you guys. If you, this is how you treat your family," and she would yeah. just walked out. Th- those all very valid, breakable moments. One hundred percent. And that does it for. <laughs> Did it <laughs> break one, us? Episode I don't know. six, <laughs> locale monster. And before Oof. we go, Keith, do you have things you want to tell people? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, look. When it's not a 50 plus year old TV show I'm watching, I'm also watching a 30 plus uh, year old cartoon over on uh, my show. That was great, wasn't it? And we're checking out pro stars, Jordan, Gretzky, Bo Jackson, fighting crime, helping kids, saving the environment. What could go wrong? What could go wrong? Nothing, in my opinion. No. What about you, Terry? What do you got that you want Um, to tell people? Well, I just want to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving. Today's Thanksgiving. Today's Thanksgiving? Son of a bitch. Come on. Where have I been? (laughs) You weren't supposed to tell him, Terry. I was going to get to have his drumstick. Oh, Oh, sorry. Drumstick? We only have drumsticks on Thanksgiving. (laughs) And that'd be what? Or or the the Renaissance Fair. Or the Renaissance Fair. Oh, that's true, too. To be fair. Yeah, yeah. But besides that, no, uh, run the reels podcast. I do. You can check it out. We just talk about movies within a specific theme. So if you want to check that out, go ahead. But and Thanksgiving, talk about Thanksgiving. And, yeah. I mean, we might, who yeah. knows? It, it'll surprise you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Listen, it you will. might find out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> surprise. The shocker Thanksgiving. What? Where does it come from? And I got nothing, uh, other than this. Uh, and then, oh boy, are we going to do this? Yep. Ready? Oh yeah. Uh, I remember do it in unison. Uh, oh wait, are we gonna do that? Or are we are we gonna say the other one? Oh wait, it's like, the other one. Huh? Ingenuity, imagination, intelligence do not work. <laughs> we could no. do that. Ooh, oh, oh, Derek, how about you say that, and then Terry and I go. It's always hunting season. Uh, okay, sure. Oh man. Um, and until each... next time, remember. <laughs> Sorry. Ingenuity, imagination, intelligence do not work. It's always, it's always hunting, hunting season. season. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Man, that yep. was that was good. The Monster Hunters are Derek Glasscock, Keith Gala, and Terry Vicroy. 
Keith is the host of the Pop-Up Filmcast, and that was great, wasn't it? Both shows can be found wherever you subscribe to podcasts. For more about Keith's shows, you can follow Pop-Up Filmcast on Twitter at Pop-Up Filmcast. And that was great, wasn't it, at How Great Was That? You can also follow Keith on Twitter at KG3030. Terry is one of the hosts of Run the Reel. It's a movie podcast that does deep dives on films with a theme. You can follow Run the Reel on Twitter at Run the Reel. You can also follow Terry on Twitter at Terry underscore Vicroy. If you would like more musings from me, you can follow on Twitter at Derek the number nine and the word nine. Follow Monster Hunters on Twitter at Monster Hunters and subscribe on your podcatcher of choice for more Monster Hunter fun. Monster Hunters is mixed and edited by me, Derek. All original music is composed and mixed by Terry Vicroy, and executive producers are me and Keith Gullett. The Monster Hunters is a Crispy Dodo production.